give it up for Mark Ritchie today. Wow. Thank you so much for that. That was like the best and the worst introduction I've ever had all at the same time. Wow. It's really good here, isn't it? It actually is good, don't you think? No, you don't understand. I go around the world. I get up and I say at the beginning in all these church services, I'm like, wow, it's good here. And I'm lying, yeah? But actually, it is good here. It's, how would the, that was amazing, amazing. So really brilliant. Now, I love Christmas. I'm a big Christmas fan. And uh, I was in Dublin a little while ago, and I heard this great story. This guy was telling me that granddad had decided that he didn't know what to buy his grandkids. He, he, he doesn't get all the newfangled stuff. So he was like, ah, oh, I'm just going to give them money. So he decided he was going to write them a card, send them a check. It was all going to be good. Well, he wrote the card and he sent Christmas. And over Christmas and New Year, his grandkids were a bit frosty with him, a little bit off with him. And he could not understand what was happening. And on the 6th of January, he went into his study and he moved some newspapers. And under the newspapers was a pile of checks. And what he'd done is he'd sent his grandkids a Christmas card that said, Merry Christmas from Grandpa, P.S., buy your own presents, yeah? And he'd not put a check in. Oh, I love that. I love the grandkids. P.S., buy your own presents. They're miserable old what's it it's like oh i love that that's the spirit of christmas right there isn't it maybe we should all do that this year just p.s buy your own present yeah now i don't know if you've seen this but i would love for you to look at the screen a lot of you have seen this but the john lewis advert have a little look Dream. 
think that deserves a clap. That is. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but there's been two complaints, two main lots of complaints about this advert, right? The first complaint is that people have been saying it's not very realistic, yeah? They're saying foxes wouldn't bounce on trampolines, yeah? And I agree with them. I don't think it's very realistic, but not for that reason. The thing that's not realistic about this advert is they got the little daughter to sleep just by going, calm down, yeah? On Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, I have not met any kids that are like, mother has spoken, yeah? Mother has said, calm down, go to sleep. And the fact that he was building all that just outside her window and she never opened her curtains, that's not realistic, yeah? Though I did go, I did this video in another place and somebody came up to me at the end and said, uh, just to say that if the badger had been jumping, the fox would have been out of sync. I'm like, you're thinking about that a bit too much. Do you know what I'm saying? You're actually thinking about the synchronized animals. How would the squirrel get on in the, the trampoline? But the second thing that's, that, that people have complained about is people have complained because it didn't make them cry. Lots of people have been like, oh, the John Lewis advert always makes me cry. And this year it's not made me cry. And I'm like, no, you need to use your tears in a more creative way this Christmas, yeah? Don't use them for John Lewis advert, yeah? What you do is store them up. And when your friend, your loved one gives you your gift... Start to cry then, yeah? Just start sobbing and saying, is that it? Yeah? That's a much better use of crying, isn't it? Just quietly sobbing. I can't believe we've been married this whole time and that's it. So not only am I like 50, but I've also, because I feel like I want to give some advice to now, it's a little advice corner, is that I've actually been married for 25 years. 25 years. Wow. Amazing. Seven different women. And uh, 20... That was a joke. That was a joke. In church? I said the other day, I said, 25 years married, probably about four of them happily married. So the thing is, that's also another joke. And... um, but no, I feel because I've been married, like um, I feel like I can give a bit of advice, right? And I want to give advice to the men, right? Because a couple of years ago, this is what happened in our house. My wife, Tamsin, she sat me down. She says, Mark, it's coming up to Christmas. Money's a bit tight. In fact, money's very tight. We've got enough money to get the kids their Christmas. But what we're going to do this year is we're going to be grown-ups, very disciplined, and we're going to set a budget for each other, 15 pound, 15 pound, you spend 15 pound on me, I'll spend 15 pound on you, I'm sitting there, that sounds amazing, guys, do not do it, it's a trick, it's a trick, it's a trick, because I actually did it, I actually did it on Christmas morning, I presented 15 pounds worth of gifts, and she looked at them, she went, what's that? I went, 15 pounds, the budget, the budget, the budget, 15 pounds. She went, I didn't actually mean 15 pounds. What are you meant to do with that? 
It's like you're meant to listen and like, oh, you're talking and you don't want me to listen to the words you're saying. You want me to hear the words that you're saying behind the words that you're saying. What is that? It's like, guys have got no chance, have we? I say to my wife, oh, how are you feeling? She says, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, she's fine. Great. That's brilliant. She doesn't mean fine. She's not really fine. And then sometimes you're like, oh, what, what do you really feel? And she's like, oh, she goes, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, no, don't go with that either. And the other thing, last bit of advice, married, married couples. Can I just say, ladies, try this. Do you know if you're crying, try crying, yeah, without talking. Or talk without crying. Don't do both of them at the same time. We haven't got a clue what you're saying. It's like my wife, she goes, you don't understand me. I'm like, you're right. I don't understand you. You're crying and talking at the same time. Just do one at a time, yeah? Quietly sob in the other room and then come and talk to me, yeah? That didn't go well. You're all praying for my marriage right now, aren't you? You're like, oh, Lord, I don't think he'll make another 25, yeah? No, it's all good. It's all good. And you know, I wanted to look at a verse in the Bible. We've been talking about light. And there's an incredible verse in the Bible that I wanted to look at in John. John chapter 1. And this is incredible words in 1 verse 9. The Bible says, The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. The true light that was going to bring light to every man was coming into the world. Now, when you hear about light, and we've been talking and singing and hearing lots about light this morning, the truth is, is that, you know, what I want to do is a job that Tamsin and me were doing last night, and that is untangling the lights. Is it the Christmas lights? Has anybody been untangling the lights from last year? They never put them away properly, and now they're like, ah. Oh. And today I want to untangle the light because, you see, there's a couple of things that I want to say that this light isn't. You see, I want to say that this light, you know, sometimes Christmas lights, we put a little, you know, our first Christmas tree was horrible. It cost us about £2.50. It's really scabby. And my wife, we just put as many Christmas lights on it as possible just so you couldn't see the tree, yeah? Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not very nice. Get more lights. And you know, sometimes people are like this about Christmas. And it's like, is the light we're talking about just a case of December's quite a gloomy month. It's quite dark. We're in the middle of winter. Do you know what would be nice? Let's just sprinkle a bit of lights a little bit of Jesus. Let's just set up some Jesus and that'll make us all feel a bit better. Is that what this light is about? It's just a sentimental feeling. It's just like some nice carol services, a little bit of Christmas, a little bit of Jesus. It's all good. My auntie, she's got the nativity play um, that she brings out every Christmas. And she often will say this. She'll say, oh, at the beginning of December, she often says, it's time to bring Jesus out of the box. And it's like interesting because for lots of people, this is what it is. It's just light, the light, Jesus, yeah, it's nice. We have a little couple of days holiday. It's all good. It's beautiful. But that is not 
what the Bible's talking about when the Bible talks about Jesus being the light of the world. The second light that I, I wanted to say that this is not like is that, you know, it's not kind of some kind of spotlight, like an interrogation lamp. You ever seen that when they're getting interrogated and a lamp poked in their face and they're under pressure and they're being judged and they're like, wow, they've got this interrogation light in their face. When the Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world, this is not the light that the Bible's talking about. You know, sometimes people feel, when they think of God and Jesus, they immediately think of judgment. They're like God is an angry being up in heaven with a stick and he just wants to knock you on the head with a stick. You just want to say, did I see you smiling? No smiling, no parties, no having fun, no being joyous. And it's like this angry God is the light of the world, like an interrogation. Is God really just this judgmental God that wants to condemn you and wants to judge you as soon as he gets half a chance? When I was a young guy, we used to have a Scottish preacher that came to our church. He always had a massive Bible and he would slam his Bible down and he would be, God's not happy. That's how he started every sermon. God's not happy. I remember sitting near the back thinking, God's never happy when that guy comes. Do you know what I mean? Never. God's never, never thrilled when that guy comes. Never, never. He also had this other thing that he did. He had this kind of finger-pointing thing. He's a bit of a crazy old-school preacher. He says, there are people in this congregation who are going to the cinema. And all the time you were like, oh, I hope the finger doesn't stop on me. I hope it doesn't stop on me. He came one time and he's like, there are people in this congregation who are wearing makeup. And the finger stopped on me. As the only once, only once. Never, never. And like now that I'm getting the opportunity and the chance to preach around the world, I'm like realizing that this is good news that the Bible is talking about. That actually this story is full of love and life and hope and joy. In fact, I go around most churches going, God wants to say, come on ladies, put a bit of makeup on. Do you know what I mean? Do us all a favor. Do you know what I mean? Bit of blush or anything. Anything. Just help us out here. It's just a joke. You look amazing this morning, yeah? But you know, the truth is, is that like lots of people think of that, that judgmental, condemning God, that in, you know, investigating, looking and saying and pointing and, and interrogating. But you know, I want to say that when I read the Bible, the light, it's a different light. You see, I want to try and unpack what this light is. I want to tell you two things that I think that this light is. You see, the first one I want to describe by um, telling you about when I was 12. When I was 12, my mom and dad sat me down and said, we're going to, go to, going to send you to an activity camp, a, a youth camp, and it's basically going to be in Glasgow. Now, I, I'm from Edinburgh. I don't know if you've ever met any Glaswegians, but they're like a bit in your face. Do you know what I mean? If 
you meet a Glaswegian, they're like, Yeah? That's the ladies, yeah? And uh, when you meet the guys, do you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, a bit intense, a bit, calm down, mate. And it's like, uh, I was at this camp, I was 12. It was all these like 24 and 18-year-old guys all in I was 12. Hello, my name's Mark. Yeah? I want my mum. And uh, I was like, and one on the second day, they, we did this thing where they took us to those woods in the middle of the night. They took us to the woods in the middle of the night and played this thing called the wide game. And I was given a tag and I was told all this stuff. And basically we were put in these woods and we had to run around and try and score points and stuff. I was 12. I was terrified of everything. I was terrified of the people and the woods and the darkness. I was scared of everything. And then I'm running around and I got myself tangled up in this barbed wire. And then I suddenly was lost. And like, uh, I don't know where I am. I'm thinking, oh, no, I have no, I have no clue where I am. And I, have you ever done that thing where you're like going, no, I'm sure it's fine, I'm sure it's fine. It's not fine, it's not fine, it's not fine. I don't know where I am. I do not know where I am. And I started panicking and all this. And then I remembered what the leader had told us. The leader had told us at the beginning that in the middle of the woods, there was going to be one of the leaders who was going to stay where he was the whole time and he was going to hold a light. And he would have this light and that this light would not under any circumstances be turned off or switched off. It was like the unstoppable light. It was going to be there the whole time. And they said, if you find yourself lost, if you found yourself in trouble, then make your way to the light. And you know, that is exactly the light. You see, I, I did that. I didn't know where I was, but I just kept focusing. Where is it? Where, there it is. There it is. And started to move. And of course, when I got there, the leaders were there. And the leaders, were, I was like, oh, I'm safe. I'm fine. And you see, this is the light that we're talking about because the Bible says that Jesus is the light that leads us to God. Is that This light came that would connect us with God. This light, for so many of us, we've strayed off. The Bible says it. It says we, each of us has turned our own way. We've strayed off the beaten path. We found ourselves lost. There are people in this room. You look amazing on the outside today, but, you know, you're tangled up. When I say you look amazing, that's everyone except you, Pastor Mark. That jumper is offensive. And, uh, and it's like, you know, it's like... We've straight off, we, we look fine on the outside, but the truth is, is that like inwardly, inwardly, it's like some of us know what it is that we're tangled up. Some of us know today that we're, we've messed up, that we're tangled, we've got ourselves caught up in stuff we should never have got caught up in. We've, we're lost, we've strayed, and there's a light, there's a light, Jesus is the light of the world. And I really believe that today people are going to say, do you know what, I'm going to go, I'm headed for that light because if I get to that light, I know that I'll be saved. I know that I'll be home. See, I, I get the chance to travel all over the world and speak about God and I absolutely love my job. And, uh, but often I'm traveling back late on a, a Sunday night and my wife will put the porch light on. And you know, I might be in Cornwall or I might be in Aberdeen and I'm driving all the way down and it's the middle of the night and I'm tired and I'm, I'm done and, and then I turn that corner and I see the porch light on. And I know that if I can get to that light, I'm home. Jesus is the light of the world. If you can get to that light today, 
your home. Father God is waiting there for you. He says, welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. I've been looking for you. Jesus is the way that leads to God. It's wow, amazing. But you know, I also, not only does Jesus is the light of the world that leads us to God, but there was a second picture that I really felt I wanted to share. A few Christmases ago, my wife wanted for Christmas, for her present, she wanted something called a Lumi lamp. A Lumi lamp. You're like, you're trying to buy presents. Your wife's throwing things like Lumi lamps. What even is that? I'm like, what's a Lumi lamp? She goes, well, what it is, Mark? She goes, I don't like the harshness of the wake up in the morning with the lights all on. And what this is, is it's like the sunrise and this alarm wakes you up and the light just gently comes on. And uh, I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Thinking, wow, she needs to go to some kind of special counseling. Do you know what I'm saying? What is that? It's like, oh, I don't like the harsh lights. I don't like the harsh lights. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope you can get this in John Lewis's. Do you know what I mean? That's all I care about. How much is it going to cost me? And uh, basically, we bought this lamp. And although I was abusing it and taking the mick, actually something happened. You see... A little while ago, I went through a bit of a tough time. In fact, I I woke up at about 2 a.m. and I really was wrestling in the middle of the night. I don't know if you can remember a time when it was really dark for you. And maybe you can understand about like I was grappling with kind of my mind and I was struggling. I remember lying there and little tears rolling down my cheeks and just thinking to myself, man, this is hopeless. I remember using those very words in my mind. This is hopeless. There's no joy. There's nothing good coming here. This is bad. It is tough. And I remember as I just like lay awake next to Tams and she's sleeping. I'm like wide awake and it's totally dark in that room. And I'm just lying there thinking, oh man. Two hours go by, three hours go by, four hours go by. And then suddenly it begins to, this little light just starts. And it's only gradual at first. But then it just gets brighter and brighter. And before long, the room's completely full of light. And you know, suddenly my mood and things are beginning to change. Because you see, I don't know if you know this, but light drives out the darkness. Light and darkness don't work together. They're not like partners and strictly come dancing. They can't work together. You've either got light or you've got darkness. You can't have both in the same room. Does this make sense? And light comes and it's like, wow, suddenly everything's different. I'm seeing things from a different perspective. Suddenly hope arises. Suddenly joy is arising in my soul. Suddenly there's a little spring in my step because you know what? Actually, you know, I'm getting a new perspective. And you know, we talk about Jesus being the light of the world. And sometimes we can get thinking of bringing light to the nations and it's brilliant words. But actually, sometimes we just need to hear That Jesus is the light in your space. He's the light in your situation. He brings light to your personal deal. 
whatever you're going through, whatever is happening. And I honestly believe that there are people sitting in the room right now and you're going through some stuff. I honestly believe I've been praying for the last 10 days about these next couple of moments and I believe that there are some people and they're going, Mark, you don't understand. You don't even know what I'm going through. I'm going through a dark time. Stuff is tough. You know, and, and people are in the room are like, maybe on the outside, they're fine, but in their souls, deep in their hearts, they're saying, do you know what? Maybe it's finances. I don't know if that's what it is for someone in the room. That maybe it's finances today and, and you're in a dark place because Christmas, all Christmas does is exaggerate the problem and makes it even bigger than it was before. And we wave our credit card around and kind of cross our fingers and hope for the best, thinking, oh man, don't think about January, just, and there's maybe like a darkness. I was praying and I felt that maybe there's someone who's got into relationship darkness. There's a sense that one or two people are in the room and you're like, oh, if you knew about my family, if you knew about the breakup, if you knew about the situation, if you knew, Mark, about the difficulties I was going through, it's dark, Mark. It's bleak. I say this sentence, next sentence, with a heart that has prayed over this next sentence for a long time. Because I do not throw these words around. But I say this, that maybe there's someone in the room who has had suicidal thoughts. It's hopeless. Maybe there's a few people in this place that have just said, Mark, you don't understand. It's gone pretty dark for me. It's maybe someone in this place who's saying, emotionally, things are absolutely ruined and I'm looking at a bleak future and we are in our dark place but I want to tell you that the Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world that Jesus comes and that the light begins to drive out the darkness if you are willing to allow it to be set up for your life, that even today, in between the services, and we, we had a great time in the first service here, and a lady came to speak to me after the first service, and she says, Mark, you have no idea. When you prayed for me at the end, it was like the light came on. It was like the light took away the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. Wow. And so uh, I don't know if it's possible to maybe get one of the keyboard players to come and help us. But, you know, we're just going to have a few moments. I love that this light is just not some kind of international idea about nations liking each other. And it's some kind of oozy out there principle. We're talking about your darkness, your situation right now. Jesus is the light of the world. We're talking about the stuff that psychiatrists and counselors and doctors and friends cannot help you with. But the light starts to come on and things begin to change. 
Hallelujah. Presence of God today, so real in this place. This is what we're going to do in a moment. I'm going to invite people. I'm going to say, do you know, I know that in this place, there are people that have strayed off. They've got themselves tangled up in some stuff. And I want you to know that you've got to head to the light, Jesus, and be found in the arms of God. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray a little prayer. And I will encourage you to pray it. Don't say it out loud, but just pray it in your heart after me. I'm going to say amen. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And on three, I'm going to say, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to raise up your hand. What it is, we, I've brought some stuff along that I would love for you to have. I've got some booklets and some bits that I'd love for you to have. And as you put your hand up, someone will come and put it into your hand. And you take it, put it under your chair. That's for you. But what you're saying is, do you know what? I, I've seen the light and I'm going towards the light and I'm found by a father who loves and cares for me. Let's bow our heads in the presence of God. I don't want you to miss this moment wherever you're sitting. I'm talking to you at the back. I'm talking to you at the side. I'm talking to you wherever you are in this room. Don't let this moment pass you by. I'm going to ask you that you pray this prayer. Why don't you pray it right now? This is the prayer. Jesus, thank you that you are the light of the world. That you drive out the darkness. I come now and I move to the light. And I come into the arms of the Father. I say, sorry, sorry for my stuff. And I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every head stays bowed, every eye still closed. I'm going to simply count to three. And on three, if you prayed that, I want you to put your hand right up. One, two, three. That's amazing. Fantastic. The team are just handing out that stuff now. That is brilliant. People all around the room. I believe, just keep, please, if you can have patience with us, if you can just keep your hand up. It's so wonderful because so many people have responded. That's great. Really wonderful. And while we're in this moment, the presence of God, I say, Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your hope and your joy and your light. Thank you, God, that you you bless us and care for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just linger here for a moment. So exciting because so many people have responded. We're just taking a moment to get those books out. That is wonderful. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Praise you. Holy Lord. That's amazing. Lord, we thank you for those that have responded to you. We pray in the name of Jesus. This would be the beginning of an amazing, exciting adventure for them. In Jesus' name.
I wonder if you can look just for a minute, just look up. In a moment, I'm going to be handing back to the leaders, but I felt so challenged. I don't normally do this. This wouldn't normally be what I would do, but I feel so challenged to do it today because God's here and I feel so convicted. I feel that there are many of us, Christians and maybe people that have just even raised their hands and people that are like just finding out about God. All of us, some of us have got some darkness and stuff's going on. Some things that we're not finding easy. And what I'm simply going to do is I'm going to count to three and I'm going to say, if that's you, then I'm going to ask you that you will stand. And as you stand, I'm going to pray. And I've got faith today to believe that as I'm praying and as this church is praying, we're believing that there are going to be people who that darkness is going to be driven out. The light is coming. The light is coming. And the darkness has to flee. The darkness has to flee. And we're going to know a wonderful moment where there are going to be people who are going to say, oh, do you know what? That was the day that the light came for me. Hallelujah. We've not got a lot of time. So let me just quickly count. And if that's you, then I want wherever you are to stand on three. One, two, three. You stand where you are. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Well done. Incredible. Well done. Amazing. Well done. Amazing. Amazing. I'm moving on in a minute, but there's at least three people that need to be standing right now, and you're not standing. Come on. God's just, he's just nudging you right now. Where are you? That's good. That's good. Well done. That's incredible. Well done. Amazing. Amazing. If you feel comfortable, would you raise your hands up towards heaven? If you feel okay with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, that the light has come. The light has come. Lord, I, I don't know what everyone is standing is going through. I don't know their specific deal. I don't know their particular issue. But Lord, as their hearts are open to you and they're standing here in the presence of God. And God, it feels so bleak and it feels so dark and and sometimes it feels hopeless and sometimes it feels like there is nothing to live for. Sometimes it feels like everything is dark and bleak. But right now, Jesus, we believe that you said that you are the light of the world. Jesus, we believe that you take away, you drive darkness out. You take darkness away. You get rid of darkness. And we speak over these wonderful people right now that the light of Jesus, the light of Jesus will come. The light of Jesus will come and will transform and change everything. That you will know what it is to have a light on this Christmas you will know what it is as you're standing friends I've got a prophetic thing to say on Christmas morning over every city in Britain probably about half past four in the morning start five o'clock all the lights begin to ping over the city because children are getting up to see the gifts and as the cities the lights are coming on on all the estates and the streets and all the places
As I'm looking out and I'm prophesying it right now, I'm beginning to see lights coming on all over this room. Lights are beginning to come on. Lights where only there had been darkness, where only there had ever been gloom. There is lights coming on all over this room. We prophesy it and we speak to it in Jesus' name. And we say, Lord, let the light come. Let the light come in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seats. You guys have been amazing. God bless you. God bless.